If you're looking to maintain peak brain health, I'd like to introduce you to a cutting-edge new brain support formula from my friends at Thorne, Cinequel. If you're recovering from a head injury or play contact sports, you should pay special attention. Cinequel is formulated with the best research nutrients that support healthy brain structure and cognitive function. Cinequel's active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and help protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of certain nutrients for shorter-term post-impact support. For more information and to purchase Cinequel, just go to drhoffman.com slash thorn. There, you'll also find some of my other favorite thorn products. That's drhoffman.com slash thorn for the essential nutritional brain support formula, Cinequel. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Leila Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I have a practice, a private practice, and I also work with Dr. Ronald Hoffman, as you know, because that's where you go to drhoffman.com to download and listen to these podcasts. And we really, really appreciate it. We hope you're getting something out of it. If you would like to email me, with your questions, topics of interest. That email is questions at drhoffman.net. That is questions at drhoffman.net. Okay, show of hands. How many of you have acid reflux, heartburn, agita, GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease? And how many of you are taking a proton pump inhibitor like Prilosec, Nexium. Maybe you're taking Asafex. Maybe you're taking Pepsid. Maybe you're taking, you know, Pepsid is uh, Famotidine. Maybe you're taking uh, Protonics or something. Well, guess what? Those proton pump inhibitors have their problems, which I'm going to delve into because they do have a bit of a troubled history. But, but the good news is... Curcumin is comparable to these proton pump inhibitors like omeprazole. Curcumin is comparable to omeprazole for dyspepsia. So they're finding that supplementation with curcumin, which is extracted from turmeric, right, proved as effective as a proton pump inhibitor Prilosec in a head-to-head clinical trial. Supplementation with 500 milligrams of curcumin four times a day, that's a total of 2,000 milligrams, right, is comparable to the drug omeprazole, commonly known as Prilosec, for reducing symptoms of dyspepsia. And this is according to a recent double-blind head-to-head study published in the British Medical Journal's Evidence-Based Medicine. It's called Evidence-Based Medicine. So researchers 
At the Department of Internal Medicine in Bangkok, they randomized 209 patients diagnosed with functional dyspepsia to treatment with curcumin alone, which was, and here was the treatment, it was a 250 milligram capsule of curcumin four times a day. Omeprazole alone, which was one 20 milligram capsule of the Prilosec, the omeprazole, or a combination of both treatments for eight weeks. Now, functional dyspepsia is generally defined as recurring stomach upset in the absence of peptic ulcer <clears throat> or any other obvious cause. Symptoms include upper abdominal pain or burning, bloating, belching, or nausea, and in some cases, a premature sensation of satiety, of being full. The symptoms may or may not be directly related to meals. Now, in this study, the researchers evaluated the participants at baseline on day 28 and again on day 56 using the severity of dyspepsia assessment, the SODA scale, severity of dyspepsia assessment, SODA. So SODA is a standardized, well-validated tool that quantifies a patient's self-experience of pain and non-pain-related symptoms of dyspepsia, as well as psychometric variables and factors like medication use. So they enrolled and randomized 206 patients, 151 of whom completed the trial. The cohort, they had a mean age of 50 years old, give or take 12 years, and nearly 73% of them were women. So by day 28, all three treatment groups showed statistically significant and clinically meaningful reductions in mean SOTA scores for pain-related symptoms. This is very interesting. So curcumin and omeprazole, aka Prilosec, had comparable efficacy for functional dyspepsia with no obvious synergistic effect. Likewise, for non-pain-related symptoms, all three groups showed a two-point drop in mean SOTA scores, and the difference between the groups was insignificant. Overall satisfaction scores increased 0.79 for curcumin alone, 0.60 for omeprazole alone, and 0.39 for the combination of curcumin and omeprazole. So on the second post-treatment assessment at day 56, the improvements were even stronger. The mean pain scores were reduced by 8.07 points with curcumin, 8.85 points for omeprazole, and 7.19 points for the two together. Likewise, the non-pain scores and overall satisfaction scores also indicated further improvement after a second month of treatment. Again, at day 56, 
there were no significant or meaningful differences between the three groups, which led the authors to conclude that curcumin and omeprazole had comparable efficacy for functional dyspepsia. And, by the way, there were no serious adverse events in any of these three treatment groups. So, now, here's, here's the problem with PPIs. They promote loss of bone density because when you take an acid, uh, a proton pump inhibitor, and you're not making enough stomach acid, you're not digesting and absorbing your food properly, and that includes your nutrition. That means your vitamins and minerals, like calcium, magnesium, all of that. So taking a PPI promotes loss of bone density. It raises risk of dementia. Yikes! By as much as 33%. And predispose people to various infections because in blocking stomach acid production, they impair one of the body's first-line defense mechanisms. This is a quote from Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. We're a big fan of Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Here's the thing. When you're taking a proton pump inhibitor and you don't have stomach acid, what's happening is that that's your first line of defense toward foodborne illness is your stomach acid besides digesting and absorbing your food. Anyway, so coming back to this, they studied a cohort of 132 dyspepsia patients randomized to curcumin, omeprazole, or a placebo. And this was an earlier trial trial that was also done. After four weeks of treatment, there was a significant decrease in mean pain and non-pain symptom scores in the curcumin and the omeprazole groups compared with the placebo. In this study, too, the herb, curcumin, and the PPI drug were comparable in terms of efficacy in reducing symptom burden and improving the quality of life. So again, taken together, these two studies from Thailand are good news for people with dyspepsia who may be hesitant to take a proton pump inhibitor like omeprazole. And I know many of you have been taking omeprazole for years. And now you're wondering why you have osteoporosis and other problems. Now, Jacob Teitelbaum, MD, a holistic physician who's been a longtime advocate for wider use of curcumin and other therapeutic herbs, underscored the downsides of PPIs. As I said earlier, they raise dementia risk by as much as 33%. They promote the loss of bone mineral density and predispose you to infection because in blocking stomach acid production, that's one of our first line of defense mechanisms, right? Further, Teitelbaum says the prolonged use of PPIs doubles the risk of vitamin B12 deficiency because stomach acid is essential for the proper function of the enzymes that convert vitamin B12 from food into its active form. PPIs as a class impair intestinal magnesium absorption, predisposing long-time users to magnesium deficiency. Are you suffering from migraine? Are you a long-time PPI uh, user, omeprazole user? 
It could be because you're, you're low, chronically low in magnesium, and that's why you have migraine, for example. <clears throat> so before you reach for Imatrex or Excedrin migraine, get tested. Reevaluate your use of that omeprazole for so many years. It's bad for your health. It's not meant for no, for long-term use. So, uh, uh, the notion that curcumin, a widely available and popular herbal supplement, can confer the same overall benefit as PPIs without suppressing stomach acid and without unwanted side effects should appeal to a lot of the roughly 15 million Americans who suffer from symptoms of dyspepsia. So that said, omeprazole does have one major advantage over curcumin. It's convenient. It's one-a-day dosing instead of taking it, taking curcumin like four times a day or something, right? Because the patients in this particular this particular study, they had to take 500 milligrams of curcumin four times each day. And given what we know about long-term compliance with any kind of treatment, botanical, pharmaceutical, or otherwise, that could be a big ask. It could be tough for people to take so many doses, right? Now, it is not known whether less frequent curcumin dosing would give comparable symptom reduction like omeprazole. And the Thai research groups are not the only ones suggesting that there might be a role for curcumin in treating dyspepsia. In 2021, researchers from Medical Sciences and uh, University of Medical Sciences in Tehran published a study of 50, 75, 75 dyspepsia patients randomized to pepsid, which is famotidine, 40 milligrams daily, plus 500 milligrams of curcumin, or the pepsid plus a placebo for one month. And compared with baseline measures, measures the investigators found a significant decrease in severity of dyspepsia and rate of H. pylori infection immediately after the treatment and follow-up in the curcumin and intervention group. So, however, there were no differences between the pepsid and placebo and the pepsid and curcumin groups in terms of biochemical parameters. The author suggests that curcumin therapy could be a favorable supplementation in symptom management of functional dyspepsia. Moreover, curcumin could help efficient eradication of H. pylori in these patients. And you know, the standard uh, treatment in mainstream medicine for Helicobacter pylori, H. pylori, is a triple antibiotic therapy. And after that triple antibiotic therapy, a lot of people wind up with this kind of dyspepsia, this functional dyspepsia or GERD, acid reflux. And you don't want to take antibiotics if you don't have to. Besides curcumin, there's N-acetylglucosamine, there's zinc carnosine, there's mastic gum. Mastic gum is great in things like peptic ulcer. There's a whole therapy of things to take natural things, botanicals and other micronutrients and trace minerals that can help besides changes in diet, right? There is a GERD and gastritis protocol 
where you're avoiding certain foods that are problematic, gluten is one of them. Very acidic foods like citrus, coffees, teas, these have a lot of acid. It's not the caffeine that's the problem in GERD. It's the acid, which is a problem, right? Maybe tomato products. Some of you with GERD, you're able to eat a raw tomato in a salad, but you do terrible with tomato juice or tomato sauce. And that might be a problem for you, right? So there are things to do. You don't have to be on a GERD diet the rest of your life. We heal the GERD. Taking deglycerizated licorice, it's a wonderful demulcent. It soothes and protects the lining of the esophagus and the stomach. There's a wonderful powder called endorphin powder. It contains things like uh, apple powder and plantain and EGCG. So these changes in diet, the removal of gluten, the removal of citrus. Sorry, chocolate lovers. This can also be a problem for you all. There are certain other foods like raw onions, raw garlic, for example. Even eating things like broccoli or carrots that are raw can be problematic as well for those of you who have GERD. So it's something for you to watch. In fact, um, there's a whole list of foods to avoid. Greasy foods, I'll just name some of them for you. Greasy foods, fruit juices, that may be problematic for you. Dried fruit for some people. Beer, wine, and hard liquor, sorry everybody. Oatmeal and other fibrous cereals are, 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 uh, can be hard with GERD. There are certain fruits like apples, melons, bananas, raw peaches, plums, strawberries. There are other vegetables like raw radishes, cucumbers, raw peppers, raw broccoli. I think I mentioned the broccoli before. Fatty foods, right? Things that may be greasy, but it may be things like bacon or sausage or things like that. Deep fried foods like French fries, potato chips, and certainly spicy foods. Remember Larry the Cable Guy, you could eat that spicy chili dog, take your Pepsid. That's unfortunate, but spicy foods like burritos, curries, Cajun foods. You want to be careful or take it easy on the spice. Sauces, I mentioned tomato sauce to you earlier, but even things like ketchup can give you GERD mustard, horseradish, salsa, or any kind of salad dressings that may contain citrus like lemon and lime juice and vinegars. For many, vinegar. You want to certainly be careful of MSG, and MSG can be anywhere. If you look at a food ingredient label, it could be listed as natural flavors or natural flavorings. What in the world is that? That could be anything. There are other foods like pickled foods or dehydrated foods. I mean, there's a very long list of foods that may cause GERD, but not all of these foods will cause GERD in you. But I will tell you this, you should not be taking omeprazole the rest of your life. Prilosec, Nexium, Pepsid, Asifex, Protonix. 
You don't want to be taking these things the rest of your life. It's bad for your health. Your health will suffer, your bone mineral density, your brain. And you know, there are also certain medications can cause or increase heartburn by relaxing the lower esophageal sphincter, right? So if you're taking calcium channel blockers like for blood pressure or nicotine derivatives, or if you're taking a tricyclic antidepressant or anticholinergic, you want to be careful of some of these things. So check your prescriptions. And because you will be removing gluten, gluten is often a problem in GERD. Because you're going to be removing gluten, you may want to check to see that there isn't some kind of starch or other kind of filler in your meds or in your supplements that may be a gluten source. You want high-quality supplements. High-quality supplements like what you would find it on Fullscript. And, of course, there are lifestyle modifications if you currently suffer with GERD. You want to elevate the head of your bed at least six inches by putting a couple of some maybe you want to take up more pillows or even take a sofa cushion and, and prop up the head of your bed. You could get a, a special foam wedge pillow. That could be helpful, you know, just for that purpose. And this will reduce the return of stomach acidity and semi-digested food into your esophagus, your throat, your mouth, potentially your lungs when you're asleep. That's dangerous, right? So you don't want to eat and then go lay down. You want to be upright for at least three hours. I would say four to five hours. That would be ideal if you were be able to, to sit up. You should always go take a walk after dinner or go run your errands after dinner. Go do something so that not, you're not sitting down and falling asleep and having to lay down. It's not good for digestion, right? So there you go. Some points about curcumin, as, as a, a reasonable stand-in, among other things, for those PPIs that you've been taking. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In. This is Intelligent Medicine. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 
779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com.